Welcome to the Live, Move, Feel podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Aitken. I'm an exercise physiologist with close to 15 years experience and movement is my cup of tea. Now, we know that there's a strong link between movement, mindset and lifestyle. So I hope this podcast will leave you with a few takeaways that allows you to live your life to the fullest. So put your earbuds in, get moving, and I hope you enjoy this episode. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Live, Move, Feel podcast. Now, I hope you've had a fantastic start to your week. I've had a few uh, tech issues, so this is about third time lucky, I think, for recording of this week's podcast, but let's see how we go. So I'm going to jump straight into this one, and in today's episode, I'm going to be looking at just how much water we really need on a daily basis. So when I look at somebody's nutrition and food intake, my initial intake form all also asks them about their hydration habits and just how much water they're consuming on an average day. Now, it is really interesting to see that a lot of people just aren't drinking anywhere near enough. And I think this is also compounded by the fact that a lot of us also aren't consuming the minimum recommended daily intake of fruit and veg. And we know that these types of foods are also going to be really good sources of water. Now, when it comes to general guidelines, I think most of us have probably heard the general recommendation that we should all be aiming to drink at least eight glasses of water per day for adults. So by these standards, with one glass of water, if I assume that is approximately 250 ml, then every adult should be aiming to drink at least two liters of water per day. But is this actually enough? And is there a way that we can be more accurate than this when we're determining our individual water needs? Okay, so let's look into this a little bit further. And before I go too far, I'm just going to start with a few uh, fun facts because I do find this stuff super interesting. So what we know about water is that water is actually the largest component of the human body. So when we look at what makes up the human body, water actually makes up 50 to 70% of somebody's total body mass or body weight. So if we put that into perspective with some real figures, then what we actually see, if we take a 100 kilogram male, um, because 100 kilos is a nice round number for my maths, then 50 to 70 kilos, so 50 to 70% of that person's weight is actually going to be water weight. And that is quite a lot when we actually stand back and think about it. Now, another thing that we know about water and our uh, percentage of water mass within the body is that is this also starts to diminish with age. And this is for several reasons. Now, when we look at water content within somebody's body, our water content is going to vary by cell type. So what do I mean by this? Now, at a very high level, we have adipose tissue, which are fat cells, and we also have muscle and other lean tissues. So when it comes to adipose tissue or fat, this only comprises about 10% water, okay? Whereas muscle and other lean tissue is going to be made up of closer to 75% water. So there's quite a big difference there when you actually think about it. Now, this is another reason why we also generally see females as having less total body water than males who weigh the same. And this is because a female is generally going to have a higher percentage of body fat and less lean mass or less muscle than our male friend. And there's not too much that we can do about that. That's down to hormones as a female and also our genetics. Okay, so a little bit of a background as to 
how much water our body um, is made up of. And this is also going to help determine how much water we need each day. So let's look at that question. How much water should we actually be drinking? Now, it is It's difficult to prescribe a one-size-fits-all volume when it comes to water, okay? And this is why it is really important not to rely on that generalized recommendation of eight glasses of water per day suggestion. But what we do know is that studies have shown the recommendations for daily water intake are that we actually need about 35 to 45 milliliters of water per kilogram of body weight per day. And this can come from fluids and food. So again, that's about 35 to 45 milliliters of water per kilogram of body weight per day. Now, these recommendations, really important, these are for an average person across an average day. And this is without considering other factors such as exercise. Okay, so let's have a look at what these figures actually look like for an average person. So I'm going to use a 60 kilogram female as an example. Now that particular female is going to need about 2.1 to 2.7 liters of water per day as a minimum. And if I look at an 80 kilogram male by comparison, then that male is going to need 2.8 to 3.6 liters of water per day. Now, in case you are wondering how I've actually worked this out, let me run through a um, quick bit of maths for you. So if you simply multiply your body weight by 35, so that's 35 mil, so 60 kilos, if that's what you weigh, times that by 35 mil, that's going to give you 2,100 milliliters, or you can can convert that to liters, so that would be 2.1 liters. So that would be your recommended minimum intake. And then we need to determine that upper recommended intake, and that's going to be utilizing your body weight again, multiplied this time by 45 mil. So 60 kilos by 45 mil is going to give you 2,700 milliliters, um, or again, convert that to liters, and that would be 2.7 liters. So super simple to be able to determine exactly how much um, water within that range that you should be aiming for on a daily basis. So again, these are minimum recommendations um, and there are a few factors that we're going to need to consider where somebody actually may require more than those baseline recommendations. So one of these is going to be larger people that are leaner with a higher percentage of um, muscle mass, okay? So a lower body fat percentage. And this makes sense, right? Because they're going to be larger in body weight, which means that they are going to require more water. But as we looked at originally, we know that muscle tissue um, is comprised of a far larger percentage of water. So muscle is about 75% water compared to fat. So if you have a 100 kilogram male and somebody or that male has a body fat percentage of let's say 10%, then they're going to have a much higher muscle or lean muscle mass and they're going to require more water based on that compared to a 100 kilogram male with 35% body fat they're going to have a lower need or a lower requirement for daily water intake, okay? So larger, leaner people are going to need more water. Now, on top of this, in general, as we touched on briefly, men are also probably going to need more water than women. And those are for the reasons we spoke about earlier on in that men generally hold more lean tissue than women. Um, with females' bodies generally comprising a greater percentage of body fat due to our hormones and our genetic makeup. And remember, lean tissue is going to demand much more water than your adipose tissue or your fat tissue. 
um, further, we also need more water if we're living or working in a hot environment, okay, as we can assume that somebody in this type of environment is going to have a higher sweat rate. So sweat rate is water loss. So obviously when it's quite hot, our body is going to sweat. When that sweat evaporates, that's obviously water loss and it's acting as a cooling mechanism. So that's thermoregulation to help keep our body temperature quite stable. But if we are sweating more to help regulate our body temperature, then it's important that we are also taking the time to replace that water lost with some additional water. Okay. Now this last point I do hope goes without saying, but if you are an athlete or if you're somebody who exercises regularly, then you will probably also need more water beyond those minimum recommendations because you are not only going to be sweating more, but you are also going to have a higher respiration or breathing rate. And we also lose water as we breathe, right? So if you put your, um, as an example, if you put your face up close to a window, so as we did when we were kids, and you breathe out against the glass, then that glass is going to fog up, okay? And that is condensation, and that is essentially water. So if we're breathing more and huffing and puffing during exercise, and we're sweating more, we're going to have a much higher rate of water loss than somebody who is sitting at a desk all day, goes home, sits on the lounge, and doesn't move. So just a few other things to keep in mind when determining your water intake. Now, one last question I did want to cover here is, can we only count good old-fashioned water from a glass, from your drink bottle, towards our daily water intake? Now, my answer to this is going to be two parts. So firstly, I do think we should be making every effort to consume as much water as possible, but downing a glass of water isn't the only way to meet your daily water requirements. So on top of the water you drink each day, we're also going to be obtaining some water from the foods that we consume. I don't think that we should be relying upon foods to meet our water requirements, but it's important to understand that we do get some water from some of the foods that we choose to eat. So things such as fruit and veg, um, salad, cooked rice, cooked pasta, yogurt, milk, these types of foods are also actually comprised of some water. Okay. Now I know some of you might be thinking, all right, so how do, you know, I understand how fruit and veg contain water, um, but how on earth is there water in rice and pasta? So this just comes down to how we cook them. So when we cook rice and pasta, we cook them in water, right? And then we need to look at what happens when we cook them. Well, those grains of rice and pasta spirals are going to swell up. So when we get them out of the pot, they're always going to be bigger than when we first put them in. And that is because they have absorbed water during the cooking process. So as I said above, while I wouldn't rely on rice or pasta um, or fruit and veg necessarily to meet my minimum daily water needs, being mindful of what foods we choose to eat can also help us to top up our daily water intake. So I like to think of our food choices as like simple bonuses along the way rather than actual replacements for a glass of water. So simple bonuses that will top up our daily fluid intake on top of the water that we are drinking. Now, if you really don't like plain water, and it does seem that a lot of people have trouble um, drinking plain water, then you do have the option of flavoring it with things like our slices of lemon and mint, cucumber of mint, you can cut up a few slices of orange and kiwi fruit and throw them in your drink bottle. 
Um, If that's going to help you get down more water, then I would encourage you to do that. And if you are desperate, sparkling mineral water is also going to count towards your daily water target, um, as will obviously the water that you're using to make your tea and your coffee and drinks like that during the day. So what I would encourage you to do from here is to firstly, Go and calculate your minimum water needs based on your body weight. So use your weight in kilograms and multiply that firstly by 35 to get your minimum water requirements and then also by 45. Okay, and that will give you the lower and upper targets for your daily water intake. From here, I then encourage you to actually look at your daily water intake. So just count plain water here and anything you drink from a glass or your drink bottle during the day, plus anything straightforward, such as the water that you add to your tea or use to make your coffee. Okay, from here, that's going to give you a rough idea as to exactly what your water intake is during the day. And you can then determine if you are Um, well below your needs of water or if you're actually hitting the figures that you'll want to be hitting when it comes to water intake. So if your minimum target for water intake during the day is 2.5 liters and you have worked out that on average you're currently only drinking one point let's say one 1.1 liters of water per day then you have about a 1.4 liters um, to catch up on. So if that sounds like you how can we increase our water intake? So I'm going to leave you with a few very simple things that you can do to bump your water intake up. So firstly, start the day with a glass of water. Um, The hardest thing that we can do is leave, you know, 50% of our water intake for dinner time or just before bed. And I can tell you trying to get down, say one and a half liters of water before you go to bed is not going to make for a good night's sleep because you're going to be up and down on the toilet all night. So start the day with a glass of water and our goal is to try and space it out intermittently and consistently during the day. So wake up, fill a glass of water, get down 250 to 300 mils. Bang, that one is out the way. Okay. For anybody who is taking supplements or tablets or medications of a morning, take them with a whole glass of water rather than just a few sips. That's going to be another great way to make a dent in your water target for the day. Now, um, on top of this, what I would also encourage you to do is actually get a glass of water in before each meal. So most of us are probably going to be consuming at least four meals a day um, or three meals and a snack. So aiming to drink about 300 mils of water before each meal, if I multiply that by four, it's going to take you up to 1.2 liters plus the 300 mils that you had upon waking. And hey, presto, you're already at 1.5 liters for the day. If you are somebody who just can't remember to do this, then set a timer on your phone for every three hours. And this is a reminder to go and drink another glass of water. Okay, so you're up to about 1.5 liters. You probably go for a walk or hopefully you hit the gym at some point um, on, you know, most days you're doing some form of exercise. Aim for another liter or so while you are exercising. So this is going to bring you to around 2.5 liters of water plus anything you take in from food. So it should be pretty easy if you're following those steps to hit around three liters of water per day for also including the water that's going to come from some of our food choices. All right. So I would say give it a go. Um, Like anything, it will just take a little bit of practice. And before you know it, you're going to be um, very much routine to getting out that glass of water, drinking that glass of water before each of your meals, and also getting down an adequate amount of fluid during any periods of time when you are exercising or training. 
Now, my final message here, okay, as I have mentioned earlier, is not to rely on foods to help you meet your water intake, as that's always going to be a little bit harder to measure accurately. So where possible, water first, and then water from foods are those little bonuses to help top things up, okay? I wouldn't and I don't personally track the water that I am taking in from foods. Like how do we know exactly how much that is? It's going to be extremely hard to measure. So aiming to hit your minimum intake through actual water is going to be your priority. And then foods are just on top of that as that small bonus and extra. Now, a reminder that those upper and lower ranges for your water intake or your suggested water intake that you have calculated above are exclusive of exercise. They are exclusive of intensive work and they do not take into consideration hot days where your sweat rates are higher. So if you're exercising regularly, if you are working outside in a physically demanding job, um, if it's a particularly hot day, then you will likely need more than those minimum recommendations. So the recommendations based on the 35 to 45 milliliters per kilogram of body weight per day are basically just baseline measures. All right. So hopefully that gives you something to work on um, and something to go away and calculate and then actually put into practice. Now, if you do have any questions, if you'd like any more info, please reach out. Um, you can contact me by email at themovementlink at gmail.com. Um, I do offer online nutrition and sports nutrition consults that focus on things like this, as well as nutrition for performance, uh, for training, for recovery and also for body composition goals. So please catch me if you do have any questions. If you got some value from this episode, I'd love if you can take a screenshot of it, pop it up on your Instagram story. You can tag me at Gemily underscore XFizz. Um, but otherwise, guys, as always, put your earbuds in, keep moving, and I'll be back with another episode soon.